Ahoy, hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. Look at this, your favourite fact podcast is back once again. Thank you so much for listening. Here's what we do. Every week we bring you about nine facts. You just need to decide whether they are worth sharing, worth remembering, or if they should be chucked away into the big bin of nonsense and forgotten and taken down from wherever that place on the internet whence they came from. My name is Dan. Uh, This week I've got stuff about epic trolling, incredible chances and quite a bad decision. You might notice I said sometimes we have nine facts. It's because sometimes we do. How many has Connor got this week? Oh, walked in thinking, oh, great one today. I've only had two, but I've got my third. Good. Sell it. What are they? Well prepared as always. Yeah, we're going to talk about the power of Nike, a wonderful story about a doctor and tofu today. And Mark is also here. What do you got? Uh, This week I've got the Black Death, something about insurance. Ooh, strap in, people. And finally, Botswana and Farmers. (laughs) It's all on the way in a brand new episode of Baffled. Stay there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com style. Do you know what, Wyatt? I, I lo- you do bring some really great facts, and Thank you me. always bring ones that are slightly depthy. Sometimes the yeah. three, the three sort of cell bit that we do there oh, f- sounds boring, man. What have we got whereas there? this week, insurance, insurance, right, the Black Death, and yeah. was it Botswana? Botswana and farmers, yeah. If you that might, doesn't keep you listening, what does? You mm. might remember a few episodes ago. Uh, Mark, we asked Mark for a Super Bowl prediction, and then he mm. uh, he made something up, and then yeah. uh, apparently it happened. Got it spot on. Did the Philadelphian lamppost win? Or? Uh, no, they lost. Oh, right. They lost to a last minute field what about goal, the, um, as called by this guy now, on this podcast. Now, the Canadian, I don't know, bricklayers. Weird names, aren't they? Now, due to when we record the show, we've not had chance to uh, like question Mark about this. When mm. you are, when you came up with that prediction, was yes. it with any knowledge or was it just words out of your mouth? Yeah, that was with what I genuinely thought was going to happen. Why did you think that? Uh, because... Uh, it was just a bit of a gut feeling that I had. I thought, well, that that doesn't make it better. <clears throat> I thought the Philadelphia Eagles, although they were favourites, had just gone up against a lot of ick teams, which made them look a lot better than they. Right, were. here's my thing. I watched it. Wanted to talk to you about this. I watched my first Super Bowl. I done it. I done it. Yeah, but I say the amount of give me for watching the Super Bowl, and then there you were, very quietly watching the Super Bowl on your own. Can I just say something? Of course you can. It is a game. It really isn't great. I mean, have you watched West Ham play recently? Oh, that's a fair point. The actual game itself, it is, you, you get into it and yeah. then a whistle gets blown and it's over and then you're back again. I just, 
the highlight. It's very stop start. It's very. I like the Americanism. Like it's very American, which is great. Yeah. It's very happy and it's all buzzy and it's great. And the halftime show is fantastic. The actual game itself, it isn't the best type of sport. It's. I think it's very stop start. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit like. You have to know about it to really enjoy it. It's You've got like, to really yeah. be It's a bit it. like chess, isn't it? You need to kind of think what these people are doing. That means what we're going to do because I get, of what you're doing. I get why people are into it. 100%. I can absolutely see that when I was watching it. It must be great fun to go to one. But as for like a new person coming yeah. into it, that is a hard game to get into. Here's a question. Yeah. Do you, as a Brit, what do you think about other Brits that are like into it? I get it because oh, I, really? okay. I think that because I understood what I enjoyed about it. I love American things. Sometimes it makes you feel happy. Yeah. I don't know yeah, what it is, but uh, yeah. And I think that that does that for a lot of people. It's like you stay up late, you wear your, your, you know, your top yeah. from any kind of eat American food. And I, it's all very buzzy. I mean, it's the same it's as good. like people around the world who, are, who follow a Premier League team. Mm. I know. I, I think there's something about. British people who love NFL and they think they're smarter than other people. Uh, I mean, I am smarter I th- than you. I th- you're, I think, just, you're just upset about that. I think there's a touch of that. I think they think they're better than you, that they love this game and you don't. Do you find it at all boring? It can be. It, like Some games are. Some games can be boring, just like mm. some football games can be boring. But the sport itself, no, I enjoy it. Oh, and you might have seen on our socials straight away on Instagram the the morning after it happened. I was claiming, I was Mark claiming, was victory. all over, and you can imagine what was that was like in our WhatsApp group, the Baffled Boys. You can imagine what that was like morning yeah. after. I barely knew the result. Woke up to a text from Mark. Oh, have you seen? Have you seen what I've done? Have you seen how amazing I am? What did oh. you uh, just quickly? What did you consume food wise on the night of the Super Bowl? Uh, a lot of barbecue stuff, wings, ribs. I love that. I think that's great. That's the thing that I would enjoy the most. I'm coming to yours next time. Am I welcome? I find it a little forced. Yeah, but it's great. He does it every year and enjoys it and it makes him happy. I'm here for it. Wings, guac. Is it guac? Yeah, there we go. Right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring you nine facts. You decide whether they are worth remembering. Connor, what's your first fact for the show? (laughs) Uh, Well, I thought to myself, what can I Google to find a fact about? So I said facts about tofu in Google. Come up with this one. The consistency of the human brain is comparable to tofu. Probably tastes better. So if ever you've wondered what the brain feels like, tofu. squeeze some tofu. Go grab some tofu. Tofu is all tofu is good for. Tofu is quite thick. It's not as squidgy as I would imagine so the brain to be. Yes. Well, that's what I thought as well. So the brain has obviously got water within it as well. So it's kind of yeah. tofu that has got the slight... Obviously. Obviously. But to- tofu that is uh, slightly damp, they say is a little bit, I mean, it's a horrible way of saying your favourite food, isn't it? But, you know, that kind of Soggy consistency. Tofu. Yeah, gives it that kind of squidginess that, yeah, that, the, that the brain has. Because tofu is actually a little bit, it's got a bit of depth to it too, isn't it? It's not just like air, like when you're holding it. It's got a little bit of depth to it. That's what the brain's got to, apparently. Squeezy. 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 So next time you have some tofu, give it a little squeeze before you cook it. That there feels like a brain. So scientists say. Surely so few people have actually held a brain. You know, Mm. a lot of people have, but in the the grand scheme of things people have done in life, holding brain is at the bottom of the list. I watched a wild TikTok the other day about a brain where they were slicing up the brain like a Colin the Caterpillar. Literally like that just slicing it into pieces it's incredible what goes on throughout the middle of the brain because so few people have held the brain you have to wonder why that's a thing that scientists have jumped to yeah they're thinking oh you know what this is like obviously obviously it's like tofu 
I don't know if I trust anyone that immediately thinks like that. And well, I like Tokyo. It has to be a vegetarian brain. Yeah, doctor, of course, I would say. Yeah, it's just the moment where they've picked up tofu and gone, oh, it feels like a brain and published it. Or have they gone the other way around? Picked up a brain and gone, oh, that well, feels like tofu. I think there's, I think there's more or, chance that there is a vegan doctor than a, you know, a vegan that finds a brain. Well, do, do you reckon they yeah. accidentally, like it's a brain person who's studying a brain and accidentally ate some brain rather than tofu and tried to sell it off as like, it's because it feels the same. Like a brain ramen. I wasn't really paying attention. It just felt the same. Yeah. And if, if we, would, we were saying how rare it must be for someone to get a hold of brain. But let alone a vegan to get a hold of Connor's brain. been trying for many that, years that, to find a brain. That I was takes waiting your for odds right down. Yeah, right, down. right down. So the people yeah. that could make that comparison are a handful, I would suggest. Minimal. A vegan doctor who has actually held a brain. There's not many brains laying around, I can't imagine. I don't think so. I mean, how many brains do you reckon are in the UK just there being operated on and checked? Not many. Three? Max? Yeah. I reckon. Can't imagine there's many more. What a random number you've just plucked out of the Three. Three. Yeah. Because I make it, you know, we'd have one, because I need another one to probably have a little look at as well. So there's two and then one for backup. Three. What do you mean to have a look at? Well, you can't have just one brain. You need another brain, don't you? To kind of, if to, you're looking at to something. To compare and contrast. Yeah. If you're looking obviously. at something within that brain, you might need the other brain as well where to help. And then a third backup brain in case you f up one of the other two brains. Yeah. Come on, Dan. How can you not clearly see where is that this three th- brains is the most logical answer here? Where is this happening? <laughs> I don't know. A scientist centre or something. So you think that scientists go to work and just spend their days just like juggling two brains? Going, oh, this, this is a bit different. Based on Dave, our... you know what this is like? Tofu. Ramen, no. Based Based on on our, no. Our Tofu, last yes. Year of facts. I mean, the whole world is just, you know, science. And just people doing science stuff. So there's probably a brain being fiddled with. Little fiddle with a brain, work something out. Listen, thank I you. don't think he understands science. Thank you so much for um listening into this show. If you're gonna take away anything, it's what what is the world? Oh, it's just science, isn't it? It is. It, everything's just science. Just science. And if you find something, by the way, or a discovery, just say science. You, for a long time, have railed quite hard against what scientists do, the the studies that they'll take. But now are you finally coming around to it, and you can be like, why? Why is this university research this baffling thing? The links between I don't know broccoli and the reason the dinosaurs were extinct. You can be like science, isn't it? You could make anything up. You know, did you know that dinosaurs ate tofu? No. You can't make it up. Science. You can't make it up. No, because science. they've the done point, the research. That's the point of science. Well, I've done a bit of research. Not enough. Mark, give us your first fact of the show. The Black Death is the reason we have surnames. Weren't hmm. surnames around before the Black Death? Yeah, so... so, they were. so <laughs> okay, yeah, however, <laughs> let me guess this. <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> so the reason Black Deaths... The, so the reason the Black Death is the reason we have surnames is because, yes, surnames existed, but only, like, the rich people had them. So, what, so you only really had a surname if you wanted to prove that you were descended from someone. So what was poor Derek doing? before that? So in, in the year, I don't know, 1150, yeah. what was poor Derek wandering around Rotherive doing? Well, Derek was just in Rotherive, and everyone in Rotherive knew each other, so they knew Derek. And if there was another Derek, it'd be like, well, that's John's Derek, and that one's Albert's Derek. So you didn't need surnames because you were in this small little community that never left and you never needed to know anything other than just whose Derek it was. So, so they didn't have surnames. And then the Black Death came then along. Then the Black Death came along uh, and a lot of people died. So they needed to start moving around a lot more. There was a lot more of, hey, I'll pay you double if you come and work on my land because all my workers died and I need you to come and do that. So people started moving around a lot more. So no longer was Derek from Rotherive known because he wasn't no longer in that little village he grew up in. So he became Derek 
Son of John. Exactly. So, oh, I'm Derek, Derek Johnson. Son of, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So there we go. So it's because of the Black Death that surnames became popular, which is why we all have one now. What about middle names? Middle name just depends if you want them or not, really. So why, what does knight mean as a surname, do you know? Maybe you were descended from a knight. Yeah, that's the thing. Like maybe, maybe I'm linked to the royal family. Yeah, so basically surnames kind of fall into a bit of four categories, either based on location. So a surname such as Hill or Green. Uh, it's boring, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Uh, or based... Named after Hill. Oh, great. Uh, or based on a relationship. So, you know, son of Jack, Jackson, for example. You know what I am? Yeah. Dan Simpson, Cartoon. son of Simon. Oh. Uh, or they were derived from nicknames or descriptive words. So, Goodfellow, for example. Like that. Yeah. Uh, or based on occupations. So, stuff like Baker. What are you, so, you're a Mark Heads. What's that mean? Mark Heads, yes. Uh, I don't know. I did try and look this up and it, it didn't really come about. It seems to have come about quite a lot later, Heads. It's a very uncommon surname. You know what you're in My guess of. is it was something to do with my family made hats. I think your family were doctors in charge of seeing whether brains felt like tofu. Maybe. Yes. It's quite possible. That is possible, that. Heads, I get it. Brain in the head. I'll be honest. Hmm. And I know I rag on you quite a lot, Mark. Yeah. This is the most truthful I'll ever be. I don't like your surname. You know what? I'm not sure I do either. What is yeah. though? It's a good short name, Mark Eds. Yeah, but the yeah. problem is with yours is that it just reminds you of Homer, and that's the problem. Yeah, and they Bart. they did do me dirty. Whereas, and bear in mind, I was a child of the nineties. Whereas so mine, a lot of kids when I was growing up were, you know, fans of the Simpsons. Mine is power. And you were the son of a sim. As the son of a sim, mine is power. Very happy. There was a rumor going around that Simpson came from being the son of the village idiot, the son of the simpleton. Yeah. But thankfully, that's been disproved, and it's now son of Simon. Oh, we we had a fa- I brought a fact to this very table maybe a year or so ago. Icelandic naming is yes. still like this. So in Iceland, brothers and sisters can have separate names because they're all done on the father. So if you're a boy and your dad's name is, what's an Icelandic name? Johan. <laughs> Johan. You looked at me. Johan. If you're a boy, I would be Dan Johansson, but my daughter would be Betty Johansdotter. So that that's and the, you'd be different to your parents. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, don't like that. But then there's only like three hundred thousand of them. So exactly. It's easier. So it's a lot easier to do. This is like before the Black Death. Uh, the other thing I found out. Do you know why there's so many mooks in Scotland? I do. It's a Scottish word for son. It is indeed. So whereas you know you have Johansson, for example, Muck Daniel would be the son of Daniel. It's quite a lot Muck of them. Daniel. Quite a, when you when you hear that in different languages, their surnames. Uh, that, that when there is a common suffix or prefix on a surname, yeah. it's often because that's the way they say so. I would assume Irish uh, is the rather. same with O. My name or... means hunting for wolves, just to put it out there. What does? Connor. Connor. Wolf hunter. Wolf hunter of royal descent. You is that what you are, Connor Knight? Come into studio today with your two facts, with your moustache, with your, your half a mullet, wearing your North Face gilet. I cannot think of anyone who is less likely to hunt wolves yeah I, and be I, successful at it I, you can hunt yeah. wolves all you want but you, you ain't getting far i wouldn't enjoy it no <laughs> yeah wouldn't be a kind of thing for sure oh yeah well there you go hunting for wolves part of the royal family that's who i am what a win what a win first fact of the show for me the mpaa mpaa is the American rating system for movies, it says yep. who can watch it. It's a bit like the BBFC over here. So ah. they'll decide whether it's an 18, a 15 or a 12. Got blah, blah, blah. They've got a rule that if a movie has at least 400 instances of swearing, it automatically gets an NC-17 rating. 
NC-17. Yeah, so you have to be 17 or over to watch it. Right. It has 400 instances of swearing. As a way to troll them, when the South Park creators, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, made the South Park movie, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, 399 swear words. Great. So it was a 15. Would it be the next one down? Uh, I can't remember what they rate it as. It might be an R. Right, an R. Which means you've got to watch it with a parent. Is it? Let me look. American rating film system. R means restricted. So it it would have been an R, which means restricted. Uh, yeah, that that's why. It's very clever. I like that. I also enjoy they've gone through the scripting on. Get the intent to count them. So if you were under 17, you would have had to have a parent or guardian. The NC-17 replaced what was the X rating which was you had to be over 17 to go and watch it. It's great as well. X-rated. And it's meticulous. Imagine that you're designing a whole film, and obviously if you're making a film, especially in animation, you're going to be meticulous. But putting in, and there's a lot of Fs and Cs in there. I don't know if you remember. Right. Carlsman's bitch is, Carlsman's bitch, big fat bitch is the biggest bitch in the whole wide world. She's a bitch, she's a bitch, there was a bitch, a bitch for all the boys and girls. Good luck with the bleeping on that one. That's going to sound wonderful on the podcast. Um, <laughs> it's the Kyle's mum song. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of swears in it. There's a lot of swears in the whole thing. Making sure, calculating, there are exactly 399. It's good going. The best bit about it is there's definitely a parent in there with the kid being like, what writing is this? <laughs> a lot of swearing in it. Because it's close to four, so it's going to feel like there's loads there's of swearing. There's a Karen who is writing that letter. And yeah. going, why is this only... I think you'll find there's only 399 swear words. It's great. It's just annoying, isn't it, as well? And that's what I like about it. It's just testing the system. I'd liked to have been the people in charge of, like, the film classification when they got this film. Who wrote South Park, the film? Is there someone famous behind this that we can congratulate? Well, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, who did South Park. Right. They did Book of Mormon as well. Yeah. Imagine them getting the tape in. Yeah. But there's a lot of swears in this. Sit down, let's count them all. And Harry Thurr, there's 399. Count again! Count again! (laughs) We'll get them this time. So it's meant it, at 400, it would have been an NC-17. It fell at an R. It fell at an R. And an R means... It means res- if you were 14 or 15, you could go with your parent. Right. If you were... Uh, 15 and over, you're good on your own. No, seven, NC-17. So you had to, if you were under 17, you would have to go with a parent. Right. Um, yeah. Got, got if, you. if you got an NC-17, you, you couldn't go and see it if you were under 17 at all. Sometimes I feel that America does make it a little bit more confusing. I feel like Britain makes that simpler. You well, know, PG, that... 15, 18. Well, you missed out the classic 12A. Well, 12A. Which so... used to be a 12 and then became a 12A because it was slightly different. And, and does that mean 12 adult? I think, I think it, went back, yeah. it went back to be a 12. Or was it just a 12 now? I, th- I, I might be wrong on that. 12A basically was the same My as My parents 17, was... held this against me, by the way, forever because I wanted Grand Theft Auto. And they always used to use the rating as the reason why not, right? Which is fair enough. It's completely fair enough. Having played the game in my later years of life, I realised... I understand. Yeah, probably shouldn't have given a 10-year-old Connor GTA. But they always used it against... It's an 18. Yeah, three years off. Come I on. S- I seem to remember... I remember this- kids as well, my, like, literally when I was... They were, I was like nine. Not your parents, though. No, but I was like literally nine. You should have been out fox hunting. And they'd be playing Vice City. I'm like, yeah. that is it wild. If I think about what's in GTA now at nine years old, well, I would have turned out a little bit dodgy, wouldn't I? I seem to remember, <sighs> and this might be wrong, it was always 12, and then I remember the 12A thing came around when the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie was released. Yes. Because- Great film, when he gets bitten, when he's in the museum. <laughs> 
Great. Yeah. What when Spider Man gets bitten by a spider? Yeah. He could have taken a shot in the dark there and got it right. I remember I really enjoyed when she pulled the mask down and kissed him because yeah. I was at that age where I was like, oh, you know. Oh. So, and I remember that being a big thing that they were doing it at the same time Spider Man came out because obviously quite a lot of nine, eight, nine, ten year olds wants to see the new Spider Man film because yeah. they love Spider Man. But the Goblin, oh, scary. William Defoe. Mm. Uh, uh, so I think maybe it was done in conjunction with that because they realised that a lot of kids that wouldn't get to see Spider-Man because maybe it had one S word in, now they could. So as long as they went with an adult. So like silly. Silly. Silly, yeah. Yeah. Can't have sillies. Or, or sh- that kind of thing. Right, uh-huh. okay. So yeah, the MPAA said that if it's got 400 swears in it, you have to be 17 or over to go and see it. So the South Park creators made sure their movie had exactly 399 swear words in it so it could still get away with an R rating. Good. Round of applause for who the writers of it? Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yeah, big fans of them. Well done there. Carno, give us your second fact of the show. Air Jordans were banned from the NBA, which is wild. They were banned from the NBA, but Michael Jordan still wore them because he made a deal with Nike where Nike said they're willing to pay the fine for each game. Don't ask me how much the fine was. It changed per game because obviously when they realised they were doing it, the NBA were like, oh, we're lumping this up. That's Bit what of you do. If, if, I was, if I was the NBA doing this, How much this, money you, are they making? You would just price them out. Yeah. yeah. As in you would say, fine, you know, first time you were at five grand, hang on, he's still doing it. All right, 50 grand, he's still doing it. 500 grand. If you're going to make the punishment, at least make it a punishment, not just get your sponsor to... Not just so your sponsor's paying it. Also, at that point, it becomes a new story in itself. So it becomes PR that you're paying for. But then doesn't it, in a way, for me... It's not good PR if this is the only way I'm hearing about it. I think it's ridiculous because it's a good thing that Air Jordans are being worn by Michael Jordan in the NBA because what that's going to do is encourage kids kids to want to buy the trainers. It's going to encourage kids to buy the trainers, which is then going to encourage kids to maybe get involved. Basketball. Yeah, but they don't think of it like this, and it, it's any slight change to the system. You might have remember if you've seen the the last dance. Yes, that, I have. And the I think the I remember, most confusing sport thing I've ever seen. By the way, the I'm, timeline system didn't work for me. I'm, uh, Where are you, we? Nineteen eighty-four or, or Super Bowl? So yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just well, you, you can tell which one it is because Michael Jackson, he, Mike, because <laughs> Michael Jordan either looks old or young. And I, I seem to remember reading it. I've said seem to remember a lot in this podcast. I believe I remember in the book Shoe Dog have you read this this is the Phil Knight who made yeah yeah I've read the book yeah who made Nike brilliant book there was something to do with him swooping Michael Jordan out for under Converse's feet as it were to give them this deal so yeah. clearly making him a lot of money and you know you can still buy Air Jordans so it's making him loads of money how much money is Michael Jordan sitting on if he's Air made, Jordans are still huge he's made I, I, was, I was reading actually that he's made a billion in revenue just through the Air Jordan brand itself. Just for putting your name on it. Yeah. What am I doing here? Why haven't I so, got a little sponsor deal? I mean, you think as well, I don't I don't know how that works in terms of branding and stuff, but the actual thing himself, the actual like logo of the, of the basketball is meant to be him, but I don't think it is actually him. I was reading that it is actually a different guy, but he's claimed that it is him, apparently. Uh, but anyway, the fine started at about $5,000 and they, yeah, and they obviously just, you know, started going through the roof. But, you know, if I was not, I'd be paying. There is no price, I don't think, that you could price them out at. A million, fine. I don't know. I feel like at some point it starts becoming... Yeah, but if you're doing a billion, you're the ones getting laughed at more than Nike. You'll be like, what? I think you essentially pay it as, like, free marketing money. It's like, do I pay this fine for him to wear these shoes or do I go and pay for other type of marketing, which is probably not as effective? I'd love that job. 
you see advertise you see companies over here that <clears throat> like Paddy Power, the betting company, do it a lot over here. They'll make adverts that intentionally get banned and they get a lot of marketing because yeah. they get banned. I'd love to have that job. Coming up with insane ideas that you know is going to get banned just to get the PR from it. I'd love Pays that your idea. job though. You know, you're on podcast, you're on the radio, you could do anything you want. Go get yourself banned. See if it leads you to your dream role. Oh, you're the guy that done that thing. <laughs> I am. Can I have a contract? It probably works. Have we seen it work? Yeah. Be a little bit controversial. Get yourself the job you want. Yeah. You've come up with some controversial opinions on this podcast. What? Like What I feel that you did is in the first few months of this podcast, you kind of spaffed out all your controversial opinions. Like, like example? Dinosaurs don't exist. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Joking. Still believe it. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. In the year 2000, three sisters from Inverness insured themselves against miraculously conceiving and raising the second coming of Christ. Sorry, say that again. You're going to have to make more sense. That's me, yeah. Sorry. In the year 2000, three sisters from Inverness insured themselves against miraculously conceiving and raising the second coming of Christ. Wow. So they believed that they would give birth. No, but they didn't. They believed it was a possibility. So they paid uh, £100 a year. (laughs) Too much money. To ensure themselves against the cost of having to raise Jesus Christ. Right. Should they get but should they get so pregnant they get, right. and give a virgin it's birth. quite cheap though they say a baby between the ages of 0 and 18 costs a quarter of a million pounds yeah, yeah so if easy. they had secured a payout they were going to get a million pounds right. so um the virgin mary and his dad joseph they mm. weren't you know the first two thirds of the bible aren't Step-dad just them joseph aren't aren't them moping on that he's costing them a lot of money Oh, this Jesus, he might be the son of God, but he ain't, he ain't off eating me out of the house and home. Yeah, but, but of course, the bit they leave out of the Bible is that they were insured against the potential of giving a virgin birth. Right, here's what always baffles me. Oh, I like Why that. Why have they had the idea? Baffles. Who, who comes up with that? I don't know. They were part of a Christian group in Inverness, so they clearly thought there was going to be a second coming of Christ. Three of them. They went, three sisters, they'd all obviously discussed this, and gone, hey, we're females, we're virgins, maybe... God will look to Inverness for the second coming of Christ and go, one of those three will do. This is a really good example of a type of fact that we bring to the show where it starts and you think you know where it's going and then the end of it comes. When was this? Inverness. Uh, this was the year 2000 they started paying it. In 2006, they stopped paying it because it kind of became news and everyone went, this is ridiculous. This is recent times. The Catholic Church weren't happy about it either. So uh, they stopped being able to take out that insurance. Oh, the insurance company went, okay, well, this isn't worth it. We're not doing it. I thought this would be like the 40s or the 50s. No, not this 20... is the year 2000. Wow. And then 2007, what happens? Give birth to the second coming. I know. Can you, can you imagine the outrage? Three Parent... sisters, yeah. Imagine that, imagine that chat over the Christmas dinner, though. I just don't understand. So were they paying this money because they thought that the second coming of Christ would cost them more than a regular baby? Or did, were they just doing it just in case they had a baby? And because they were all virgins, they weren't... Essentially... They knew it would be a virgin birth? Essentially, because they, they thought there was a possibility that they would carry Jesus Christ and give birth and have to pay all of this stuff for, for Christ without planning to have a baby, so without saving the money for it, without potentially having a husband by the side to help work and pay rent and da-da-da. So therefore, they, they took out the whole insurance. Them. I would... You know, yeah, you'd feel say, like at that point also sell the story to the sun. Yeah, it's just say uh, two thousands. The sun would pay you more than a million pounds for that for the insurance on this. Just the swift go compare drop down. 
<laughs> just, I, I assume so, yeah. yeah. I assume so. Um, for those insurance nerds out there, apparently it was the burden of proof was on the women to prove it was Christ had that happened. So they couldn't just go, it's Christ, prove what otherwise was the, uh, to the insurance. Well, I think they also had to what prove What was the excess on it? Don't know that one. That's not it's got to have been high. 450, I'd say. I reckon 450, yeah. Premium yeah. through the roof. I think so. But then if Probably. they... If they you know, if they can if they have a baby and they can prove. I don't know how you. I'm sure there is a scientific way you can prove that you've not done it. I get science can prove yeah, that. Si- science is the basis for everything in life, Connor. Stop getting so excited. I'm sure they can prove that they didn't do it. So that's proof enough, isn't it? I mean, quite possibly. Is it? Uh, look, the burden of proof. I'm asking there. a ridiculous question here, but this is a ridiculous fact. It isn't possible, isn't it? Is it possible? Is this possible? Is it possible? What's happened once? Is what is what possible? That you can be the you can have the second. Birth in well, a it, well, it depends who you so, believe. I'd say if you believe certain people, it's happened once. So, right. so why couldn't it happen again? Scientists would say it's not. But if you are religious and if you're a Christian, you would say it is possible. Right. And would you, what would you believe here? Science or Christians? It's a great question that we probably shouldn't get into on this podcast. Well, I agree. <laughs> Second fact of the show. Again, it's on babies and children. Antoine Griezmann, who plays for Atleti Madrid, he's got three kids. The first kid is born on the 8th of April 2016. The second kid is born on the 8th of April 2019. The third kid is born on the 8th of April 2021. Yeah, it's great. I've heard this before. This is fantastic. Three kids born each consecutively three years apart on exactly the same birthday. I wonder whether he... Do they have sex on the same day, do you reckon? Well, so now we get into the probability basis of this. Where I was going. This so, is, are we getting into the science part? Well, just the maths of it. But science-based. The probability that you can pick... That all three of your children will be born on any specific random day. Mm. You know, if I say I want my kid to be born on the 4th of May and I want two other kids to be born on that day as well, the probability is 1 in 48,627,125. The probability that if you have a kid and, you know, that kid is born whatever day it is and you want the next two kids to be born on that day, the probability shrinks down to 1 in 133,225. So when was the first one born? 8th of April 2016. 2016. The next one? Same day, 2019. And then the next one? Same day, 2021. That's two years later. So, that's probability, but actually, if you think about when women get pregnant and when they're likely to be trying to conceive, maybe it's not absolutely ridiculous that it's Mm. happening on the same day. It is bloody lucky that he's a footballer, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because three birthdays on the same day, like... Well, three kids under the age of five. Do you know what I mean? Five. I was just the reason. I, the reason I was asking the you birthdays. Know what's more expensive than that? What? Virgin birth. The reason I was asking the uh, the birthdays because I didn't know if there was an 18th and a 21st that fell on the same same day there, but there isn't. 18 and 20, two years. But that's well, expensive. no. When one kid's 21, yeah. The kid, the another oh, the kid young will be 18. What? Lucky he's a footballer. Imagine that a 21st birthday and an 18th birthday, and you're providing all of the presents for that. God. Not a lot of money, that. That is a lot of money. But yeah, so it's hard to describe, to define the odds on this. I'd speak about that more if I was him. But the odds generally are, if you want three kids to have the same birthday and you want to randomly pick when that is, it's about one in 49 million. I'd weave that in. So you know, like, it's obviously Griezmann. Fre- I'd just weave it in. French, you know, your post-World Cup final. What, what are you th- talking about? Well, Griezmann is French, isn't he? Yeah. 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 When he played the World Cup final. Yeah. You know, when you have your after match interview. Yeah. I'd mention this. I'd Why? Like, I think it's brilliant. Spending all the spiel about how you think you played. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I thought I played well, actually. You've got a birthday coming up. That's funny birthday. I'd have to tell everyone. But 
all but, the time. But the things that you get interested in on this show, I am still constantly confused. Wouldn't as you to tell everyone about it? But he's others. happy that he's done really well. You know, he's earned the World Cup, whereas this is just slight random. Dates. I'll tell you what, if you're World Cup, this, I don't know. I don't know. It's great. Probably the only man who's got this, isn't he? Is there any other examples of this? Don't know. It's great. I imagine I would have heard about it. Yeah. But these things would have filtered down to me. Yes. People tell me about these things. Exactly. You are so into this. I am. This is great. I'm going to make a note of this to tell all the boys down the pub. This is a good pub fact. All of the ones about other things that you talk about. This, great. How, how, but you can't remember the birthdays. I though. can't. I'll just say Griezmann has got three kids. You know Griezmann, the guy that almost won the World Cup? Yeah, him. He's got three kids, all born on the same day, a couple of years apart. No way, really? Yeah. <laughs> Mental. You want a beer? Yeah, yeah all right. get me a Madri top. Yeah. Probably an Amstel top. Madri straight. Welcome to the Train Happy Podcast with me, Tally Rye. This is the podcast that helps you have a feel-good relationship with fitness, food, and body image. Each week, we'll be digging into an intuitive and inclusive approach to our health and well-being as we're joined by leading experts, friends of mine, and you to hear more about the journey of letting go of diet culture and feeling good in the skin you're in. It's a podcast for everyone, no matter what body you're in. You can find us wherever you found this podcast. Just search Train Happy wherever you get your podcasts and hit follow. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Connor, give me your last fact of the show. Right, so... <laughs> Don't have a go at me for the lack of research here. The article wouldn't open in the country. You know, like when it has that when thing. When you say don't have a go at me for the lack of research, is this because you only turned up with two and you've used those two and no. you the third? Actually, the one that I used as the third was the Air Jordan one. Oh, that was the quick one. It. Right. <laughs> in 1981, a Californian doctor worked around the clock to save the life of a 3.2 pound premature baby boy. The baby boy grew up to be a paramedic slash fireman. 
and saved that doctor's life when a semi-truck hit his car 30 years later. The thing is, right, this is obviously... And there's an article on it. Tried to open it. Doesn't accept in my country, you know? Bullshit. No, the thing is, right? It's not. It's on Uber Facts. And you can't... Look, you can't have a go at... Uber You can't have a go at this because, like, that is amazing. But there's just something about it that's iffy. You know what I mean? Like, when you hear this, it's like, oh, that's really cool. But then there's something about it's... Like sweet saccharine Americanness that just makes you a bit iffy. I know, but it's great. It's great, isn't it? So it's very, very you know, if you want to look at like how that's happened, I assume that they didn't really leave the towns of which they always lived in, you know, so still close to each other. But the likelihood of him having the crash and eating the parrot, you know, blah, 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 it's great. Yeah, but if these coincidences. It's a lovely picture of them hugging as well. Big hug. Which, but you could see the picture. I can see the picture, which then prompted me to hit the article. I hit the article and it went, sorry, we so don't. So you can tell me nothing more about this. I don't know the name. <laughs> What? I don't know the name, but I, know the name. but I know there was an article there. I'd love to read it. But you know, specifically, the baby was three point two pounds. Yeah, he said that on the fact, and then article underneath is the next thread. Couldn't open it. Mark, give us your last what? fact to the show. We got moving on from you that. You can't tell us more. Wait, maybe, what's the point? Maybe we can have a discussion about how wonderful that is. It, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's sweet. It's really Great. sweet. Brilliant. Farmers in Botswana paint eyes on you the bums this of their cows. You would rather do this now, please, please. Team. Did you just hear what he said? Farmers no, in Botswana and the bums of cows. That's where we're at. Yeah, you were shouting about some kids. Right, Mark, what's your last This like? best make me feel, you know, something. He just wants to go back to the Griezmann fact. Because that made me feel something. That's wonderful. 3.2 premature baby, that was. A 3.2 premature baby? Brought him to, you know, worked around the clock to give him life and then saved him. It's You're wonderful. You're emotional today. What's going I am. on with you? I don't know. Maybe it's the tash. Getting a lot of abuse. Farmers in Botswana paint eyes on the bums of their cows to help stop attacks. What? So who are they being attacked by? So it fears the people that... People. Things that are behind them. Yeah, so lions and leopards uh, will ambush cows and you lose a lot of uh, livestock that way. Uh, however, both lions and leopards are uh, predators that prefer to sneak up on their prey. So if they think they can be seen by the prey then they won't bother attacking. They'll move away. Clever. Therefore, paint some eyes on your bum of your cow. <laughs> looks like they've got eyes in the back of their bum. Actually looks more freaky than the face of the cow because really you've like got it. two eyes yeah, and a towel. Of course, course it does. You're painting eyes on someone else. Of course it looks more freaky than someone's face. I really enjoyed. <laughs> All right, these farmers have got by, I imagine, for years doing this. Yeah. And they finally got the little s- stamp of approval from Connor. Clever. He's <laughs> clever, yeah. Clever. It's a great well, idea. You? What is amazing about it is I would imagine... I might be completely wrong about this, that the farmers of Botswana possibly don't have the most up-to-date technology. No. All quite rudimental. But look at this. This doesn't happen in the wild, look, by look the way. At, look at... This is the wild. <clears throat> no, well, well, I've actually... I was, <laughs> like, what do you mean this doesn't happen in the wild? This, well, is, this is the wild. Before we come into the show here, I was talking about my new algorithm on TikTok, right? And I've entered this new addiction. I don't know what it is. What, of, do, what is this? What? Oh, this is all linked. It links somehow in my way, in my world. Of I, I'm really enjoy not enjoying. That's the wrong word. I'm interested by the wild of animals eating animals and killing animals. I find it quite interesting. But this, this doesn't happen. You couldn't have saved this TikTok chat for when we were struggling in your last fact. This, well, I've got questions to ask about this, and you're bringing up what you're getting served. On what TikTok. questions have you got? What color are the eyes? How do they do it? There's no, no questions. Just, There's a, a face I, on an ass. So it, that the cheek. Please, I think it's amazing that. Old school technology works so much, and, and they found that it, it works. They have found that it works. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so can, can we just? Scientists stop? came in and did a study. So they basically, essentially, really had sacrificial cows. 
Uh, and yes, if right. you have cows that have eyes painted on their bums, yeah. it has to be older, just you within, no, just you know within the herd, zero casualties. We're done with the drivel. Leopards. Let's ask, let's ask the questions that the people want, right? I think how, Dan was. Yeah, no, the, the questions people want answered here is how do they do it? What do you mean? What? How do they do it? Well, no. Is what? it felsit pen? Yeah. So this is, is it paint? You, is they it shave. It's paint. This is what I was about to say. Not your things about old times and new times. This is what I was about to say. I wonder if they have like a special implement. If you have to paint them in a certain way, you uh, know, can you just slap on any old eyes and a moustache, or do you need like? Is there a, a way that they do it? So like a it, crayon. It, it's essentially just two big eyes. So white and black paint to create eyes. And only in Botswana. Uh, that's where that's where their story's from. So no colour. Yeah. I, I don't know. They may do it in other countries, but Botswana very much. What an unfortunate job. I tell you. Well, they're farmers. Yeah, I know, but having to bend I'll down be behind a cow. Again. In fairness, if you look at a cow's backside, it's a little bit like you. It's got two eyes and there's a load of coming out of it. I don't... Look. It's good. Uh, out of all of them, yeah. it's a good one, that. He uh, likes it. Look at him smiling You know, where they it's... live, where they live, they, they, you know, I can't imagine Botswana farmers, and again, I might be wrong, have, have like the pick of... Jobs. I've got a friend from Botswana. It's not like they're wandering down your local Sainsbury's being, hey, do you need someone on the checkouts? I've got a friend from Botswana. So if this is what you need then. to do to keep your food alive. You do it. Yeah. Who's your mate that works in, that lives in Botswana? Oh, he, he's from Botswana. <laughs> Name's Sonnen. What's he do now? Well, he lives in London Fields. What? Why don't you ask him about painting eyes on cow's bums? Hmm. Last fact of the show. I think you might enjoy this, Connor. I really hope. I really, really hope I do. I'll tell you why. If you say science, I'm leaving right now. I'll tell you why you might like it. Because I think the general scope of fact is in your wheelhouse. And I think I might mention a film that I believe you'll go, oh, that's my favourite film of all time. (laughs) Is it Daddy Daycare? Remake. Sean Connery turned down the role of Gandalf for $30 million plus 15% of the profits. It would have netted him about $450 million. He turned it down because he said he didn't understand the. F- he turned it down because he said he didn't understand the f- script of the film Lord of the Rings. So the next time he was given a script that he didn't understand, he took it. That film was the lead of that film was the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But he was so annoyed in the film that he retired from acting. That's ba- that's two bad decisions, isn't it? Oh, I haven't seen the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I'm surprised. I thought that'd be like. That's top tier. Isn't it, yeah, isn't it great that it's like a double barrel? You miss out on 400 mil and then it retires you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just so the it's two amazingly bad decisions in one. Well, obviously, you know where I'm going with this. Was it a situation for you in your, in your time <laughs> where you read a script and thought, you know? No. I don't w- was there any scripts you turned down that led on to be, I don't know. I didn't get close enough. Macaulay Culkin. No, I must have mentioned, um, I got quite far in an audition to be the kid in a film that became, it was called 66 in the UK. It was out in the mid-noughties. You won't remember it, but it was quite a big film at the time. I also got quite far. There was a lot of talk about me being Edmund in the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe remakes that they did. But a lot of talk what, between agents and directors. Yeah, me chatting to my agent, but it never quite figured out. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really remember what. So what, directors sort of reached out a lot of chat, like, look, we, we need Dan. <laughs> like, is that? No, I guess I can't remember. I remember having a conversation with my agent at the time about it, and I can't remember why it didn't happen. But I was at, at my is drama because school. you weren't big enough and you were shit? No. Oh, it wasn't shit. None of them were big enough at the time. I was actually doing The Lion, the Witch, and Wardrobe at drama school, playing Edmund that time, so it fit in nice. Can I make a suggestion for like a spin-off? You brought it up! A spin-off podcast, right? Last time we tried to do a spin-off last podcast, time, yeah. you got annoyed because you had to do five minutes more work every day. Yeah, well, uh, this one requires no work for myself. What I would like to do is spin-off, where we just go through the years of Dan's acting career. We hear about that. 
It could be inspiration. Could make you feel better about yourself. So, but, so we're going to have one episode. How, how dare you? So no scripts retired you, though, no? No, not yet. But, you know, he, so he turned, he, tur- he turned it down because he didn't understand the script. And, yeah. you know, I mean, it's fantasy, but it's not the most mysterious script to understand. It's quite depthy, though, Lord of the Rings. Would have got himself $450 million. I don't think he needs to worry about that. And read the book. What's he worth? I don't know, but it's always nice to have four, fifth, four five, zero mil. I wouldn't say no to 450 mil, especially to play Gandalf in a film I don't understand. You've seen The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I have not. The didn't League? Even know, didn't even know it was a thing. I remember it coming out. It was based on a comic. I remember at the time it was released in 2003. It had, I mean, no one else I've heard of apart from Sean Connery in it. But yeah, and apparently... He was so annoyed with the film that he turned it down. No, he was so annoyed with the film that he retired from acting completely. There you go. I tell you what, I think I have bought the top three facts this week. Absolutely top tier. I mean, Connor only bought two, so you're doing better than him. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Baffled. What have we learned? Well, you have a surname because of the Black Death. Also, next time you're eating tofu, if you're like me and you eat a lot of tofu, just think, that's what your brain feels like. And if you ever see Connor down the pub... Sipping away at a little Amstel top. Don't sit down because he will tell you about Anton Griezmann's kids. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next week. Say goodbye, Connor. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. I am actually going to go and watch the South Park movie now. Um, I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.